Welcome back, everybody. My name is John, and this is JNR Basketball. The R in JNR Basketball is Ronnie. And Ronnie, how are you doing? Good. Hey, Jonathan, I, I heard a story that you told me about after the last podcast. Can you tell me about your story when you went to AMC when you used to work there? And some certain somebody that you saw. <laughs> I did not think you would remember that. Yeah, when I worked at AMC, uh, it was very close to where Amari Stoudemire lived. And Amari was on the Phoenix Suns at the time. He was injured, so he was on crutches. And, you know, he just stands out like a sore thumb because he's huge and he's on crutches. And he was watching Final Destination. And next to the theater that had Final Destination was Brokeback Mountain. I believe those came out at the same time. I, I might be wrong on fi which Final Destination it was. But he started walking into it. He looked up at the sign and it just kind of went, oh, hell no. <laughs> and then like turned around and looked for, for his actual theater. And it was that's just so one cool. of those like, that's so funny. That's so on point for, for Amari. <laughs> right. You know, he probably looked around. He saw you looking at him and then you looked up and he was like, I better yeah, say probably. something. <laughs> No, Amari would sign his credit card. He would always pay with a credit card or a debit card. He would never sign his name. He would just – he would put like Fred or George <laughs> really? or just like an obviously fake name. Yeah, he wouldn't <laughs> sign his actual name to the credit card slip, you which know, I honestly thought was funny because like, you know that. the employees would steal it. <laughs> right. I do that to this day. I actually just sign it with a smiley face. It doesn't matter. You can sign it with anything. It matters if you were to uh, dispute it. Yeah, yeah. But... That's where you could get in trouble. But yeah, he, it was like a – you know. Fourteen dollars to go see to to a movie, but it yeah. was it was funny because he came, especially that year he was injured. He came fairly often. Uh, he was pretty much a regular fixture there, which was cool. And then yeah. they used to have. I remember when the Suns were in the playoffs, the Antonio, the Antonio and San Antonio Spurs were staying at the Ritz Carlton uh, mm. down that way, and they were there a couple of nights as well, um, watching not the, not the whole team, but a couple of players. Would Who come did in. you see? Do you remember any certain players? I remember Manu Ginobili for sure. Oh, man. I would have loved uh, I, to have just thrown a Coke at him. <laughs> <laughs> I think Tony Parker was there as well. And a couple of other guys I didn't I didn't recognize too much. But, it, yeah, I mean, cool. Manu stands out, right? He, he's a very, very obvious Definitely. that it's Manu Ginobili. He can't really blend in. If you watch basketball at all, sure. he doesn't blend in Well, yeah, well. and his, his balding patch was so big, too. So it just really stood hey, out. Hey, <laughs> nothing wrong with a bald patch, Ronnie. <laughs> Let's talk basketball, Ronnie. This is a basketball podcast. What sure. have you seen? What have you heard? What's the word on the street? Do you got any sweet tidbits of information? Because I got a fun, a few fun stories. You uh, start because I, I need up. to pull some of mine up. But yeah, go yeah, ahead. Yeah. So Draymond, Draymond Green, he wants a four-year max extension. And I don't know that he's worth a max extension. He says he's willing to explore other teams if the Warriors won't pay. Do you think Draymond Green is a max extension guy? I saw that and, you know, I, I think he earned it. I know you might disagree with me because of his points per game, but he sure is a, a big impact on that particular team. I don't think he would play very well on any other team except for this one, just because of the, the way they they run their plays, you know, like he, the way they utilize him. Right. Yeah. yeah. And uh, if he went anywhere else, he just, he, he would just fade out. So this is where I think I dis I do disagree with you. <laughs> of course, <laughs> I don't think he's a max player guy. Yes. You say he's earned it. Well, if you're going to extend him, it's, will he continue to earn it? And I think we saw a pretty big step back this playoff series, uh, this championship run, I should say for the Warriors that I don't think he is a max player anymore. Now, three years ago, I would have probably agreed with you and said, yeah, he's a max player, but he is, he's on the downward side of his career and it was a pretty big drop off this year. I don't think it's going to slow down. So I think if you do that max extension with him, 
the last two years, you're going to be just sad that you're paying him that much and getting that performance out of him. Yeah, I don't know, man. Because they, they have, what, four championships with the three of them? Him and Curry and Thompson? Yeah. And then if you break that up, you're just you're not going to be a championship team, are you? Like, yeah, can... they always teams get broken up. But yeah, I think of, of those three players. Let's okay. So there's th- those three guys that core. You have to get rid of one. Gun to your head. Everyone's picking Draymond Green, right? There's nobody that's going to say. Well, certainly Curry, right? You're not going to get rid of Curry. So it becomes between Thompson and Green, and to me, that's a pretty easy choice. Oh, Green is such a big impacted player on defense. You don't really see too much of it on the stat sheet, but what he brings defensively is, is really big. I, I saw some big blocks that he did, and the refs don't call technicals, so he can say whatever he wants, so that's always a big thing. <laughs> he has no, the free pass he, on technicals, yeah. yeah. He, he does energize the game in a positive way for his team. You know, It gets him fired up. So I feel like you could get that same production, that same energizing for a lot cheaper with the right players, even a combination of players, right? Who you don't they necessarily need with? one guy to do it all. You can replace him with three or four different guys if you're going to be paying him the max. Okay, here's well, our energy guy. Here's our block guy. Here's yeah. our guy that doesn't get technicals for acting <laughs> like a dumbass. <laughs> I think you could replace him with like Cousins or uh, who's the other or Beverly, um, because they're they're you know sure. kind of similar players like him. But yeah, um, I don't know. I think if you're Golden State, you pay him because you guys got four championships with along with him, you know. So you keep that t- that core together, and it's worked. You know that as soon as uh, Thompson got hurt, they missed those championships. But once they got these three back together, they were yeah. in the championship run again. So you keep them together as long as you can. You don't want to break them That's... up like you did with Jordan and Pippen and you know everyone else with uh, Rodman. So, no, yeah. I understand, and I I agree. He has definitely played well, and there are times where he would be deserving of a max contract. I just don't think he's there anymore. Yeah, just, I don't think he's that part in his career anymore. So then you're rewarding him for past performance. When basketball, at the end of the day, is a business, you can't reward somebody for past performance. You you're paying them for what you expect for the next four years or or whatever the contract term is. Oh, past. So I, just think I thought you meant like passing performance. I, I oh no 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 past historical gotcha. yes. Yeah, so I I don't I don't agree with it. I think he's gonna find there might not be a whole lot of teams willing to give him a max extension. And I agree, the Warriors are the best fit for him. Uh, and I think because of that, they might overpay. But hopefully, I I just don't think he's a max contract guy at the end of the day. So, uh, what do you guys think? I would love to see your thoughts on this on Twitter or or call on the JNR fan line and and give us a message. Is is Draymond Green a max contract guy? Does he is he worthy of a four year max extension? If you were the GM or the owner of a team, would you be offering that to Draymond Green? One to keep the core of the team together, or two just because he he's earned it? Yeah, definitely text us. We want to hear that. All right. So speaking of the Warriors, uh, yeah. Carmelo Anthony is he is one of the. Uh, the Warriors are interested in Carmelo Anthony. He's one of the the Warriors are one of the few teams that are interested in Carmelo Anthony. Is that a good fit for him? What team was that? The Warriors. The Warriors. Sticking with uh, the Warriors. Uh, well, they are on the short list of teams interested in Carmelo Anthony. What player wouldn't be a good fit on there? No matter who you plug into there, they're yeah. gonna play good, right? <laughs> and Carmelo Anthony yep. is still one of the best, even though, you know, he's been coming off the bench. Um it's just He's, I, he, I think you hit it right on the head. He's one of the best coming off of the bench yeah. because he gives you so much. He is not one of the best full stop. He is 
he is a good depth player. He is on, a solid depth player. On the Lakers, he wouldn't be coming off the bench if there was so many, you know, all stars on this team. You know, if he was just on yeah. a regular team, like I don't know any other team that doesn't have so many all stars, then he would be a starter. But he's coming off the bench because there's so many good players on that team. So yeah, he's he's still excellent, and that would be scary. He would probably win himself a championship. It would be, yeah, it would be a it would be a good. It would be a good fit for both players, I think, because I think Carmelo is ring chasing, mm-hmm. and the Warriors are are going to be in the conversation for championships next year. So why not why not make it happen? You could probably players like that at that point are, are probably willing to take a, a pretty big pay cut, probably just do the uh, veterans minimum to get him on the team, and and I think it would work out well for both those guys. Yeah, both those guys with Carmelo and the Warriors. So. <laughs> yep. Okay, so I wanted to go over one. So there, did you hear about the report about Zion? But he's he has to go to do his weigh-ins now as part of his new extension. Did you hear about that one? Yet? Yes, yes, that was one of the one of the things I wanted to talk about as well. Yeah, yeah. It says he's currently listed at two hundred eighty-four pounds. So he was he's ranked fourth heaviest among players suited up last season, and I think he needs to stay below two ninety-five. Yeah, the sum of his weight and his body fat percentage must be below 295. So if he's at 284 now, that means he has to be at 10% body fat or less. He is absolutely not at less than 10% body fat. He's probably he probably needs to lose 10 to 15 pounds in order to to meet that criteria. Yeah. And it just says that it, allow, it allows the Pelicans to reduce the amount guaranteed money that they could reduce it, but uh, it doesn't say how much they could reduce it to or anything. It doesn't have any diesel details on that. Did you no, see anything on that? No, I don't think you see those details. No, yeah. I didn't see any details on that. Okay. But from what Just I understand, though. it's... Yeah, I, I, I agree. 295 is a pretty high number. I feel like he could get there pretty easily. Uh, I wonder if there's any considerations for, let's say, an injury where you know he can't work out, uh, especially like a leg injury or something where he can't do cardio or, or something like that. If, if they'll be okay with it and maybe he has to be not injured in, in those weights. I wonder what those stipulations look like. But yeah, that's a pretty interesting an interesting contract stipulation to put in there. So well, they're mean, obviously trying to protect their investment and yeah. they, they have some concerns with his weight. Yeah, it makes sense because he had that foot injury and he was out all year last year and he's almost at three hundred pounds. So yeah, when you're jumping as high as hard as he is, you know, and then you're landing on you know, all that weight on your ankles and on your feet. I mean, yeah, this definitely understand why they put it in there because yeah he's tipping 300 yeah and we've seen with players throughout the the history of the nbas you know especially with knee injuries they their game changes when they come back from those injuries so it'll be interesting mm-hmm. to see if zion's game change i don't think i think he was young enough and it was a i think you're right it was an ankle injury not a knee thing but i, I remember amari speaking of amari when he had his knee surgery he wasn't ever really the same player his yeah. above the rim game changed quite a bit and it was really you know, not the same domination that we saw before before the knee injuries. Right. And he wasn't overweight. He wasn't, you know, out of shape or anything like that. I, I would say uh, Zion could be heading down that same path if he if he's uh, continues to put on the weight and, and play because he is a big above-the-rim sort of guy and, and all those pressures coming down on those knees. Gotta, gotta feel bad. <laughs> gotta feel <laughs> not too good to be those joints. It's interesting how all this talk with, um, like, DeAndre... Aiton, you know, like playing too much Nintendo. Same thing with uh, who's our quarterback on the Cardinals? <laughs> Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray. Yeah, they're talking about him, like playing too much Nintendo, stuff like that. And for it's just like putting all these weird stipulations on these contracts now. And this is another one with Zion. You know? 
with his weight. So it's it's kind of interesting how they're getting to the nitty gritty on these contracts. It seems like I've never really seen this in the past before. Maybe it's because we've seen it with we've seen it with football contracts a lot where they have clauses where you know Ben Roethlisberger was in violation of his were for riding a motorcycle because <laughs> yeah. you know that's a high risk activity and he eventually got into a motorcycle crash. So I I certainly understand why teams would put those in, mm-hmm. but. You got to kind of be careful. I heard the Cardinals when they originally drafted and signed Kyler Murray, that was one of the reasons why they were, you know, will they, won't they sort of thing is because he wanted to play baseball too. And mm-hmm. from what was reported that the Cardinals wanted him to sign that he will not participate in any baseball activities. Right. Um, I don't know if he was trying to Deion Sanders and do both sports, but I, I don't know if that actually went through or not. But um, it is interesting that they would they would put that stipulation in. Right. Well, now they were talking about how he's required to watch four hours of film tape yeah. per week, and they, all the sportscasters went crazy over that. It's it's like whatever. It's four hours. He he'll be fine. It's like one hour a day, you know, for easily. It's crazy to me that the reports we're, we're jumping way off tangent here, but yeah, it's crazy to me that a professional football quarterback would not just live in the film room. I mean, when you hear things about Tom Brady, he spends so much time in the film room. Um, I feel like all of the top tier quarterbacks do. So then when you hear Kyler doesn't watch film, it's just kind of like, well, maybe you should because you've Mm -hmm. kind of collapsed at the end of every season. You've been a professional athlete. Let's uh, maybe sit down and watch some film. I heard they even gave him some like kind of bedtime, you know, where he couldn't stay up certain, I pass a certain time. I don't know if that was real or not, but I, I heard about it. Oh, like that, There's something like that in his contracts, but I don't know. Very interesting. And uh, yeah, I just kind of was thinking about that with Aiton. I wonder if he has anything like that in his contract because I didn't really hear any details on that yet, but I could I imagine that so. there would be I, I, because of all of his talk about playing. It's it's so hard to enforce that sort of stuff. <laughs> right, he, has, he goes home and does whatever he wants. Whereas yeah. with, with Zion, you know, you have a scale. So if he goes home and does yep. whatever he wants and it shows up on the scale the next day, with the scale, it's easy. Then, uh, with certain, got something. with like watching film though, they could just record it. Like they have to watch it on a certain iPad, and if you, you know, it's all through the apps and everything, it could show you how many hours you've watched film. Yeah, if it's true, I imagine he has to meet with the quarterbacks coach in the film room for four yeah. hours a week, and they watch film together. It's but not you, like here's your homework and go do it. <laughs> exactly. Do you remember Aiton saying that he would stay up till like two in the morning playing video games before a, a game? No, I never. I don't. Oh, okay. I didn't follow that. I'll just send you a report. Line. But yeah, he admitted to <laughs> staying up like way too late playing video games before a game. And that was like right during the playoffs when that was said too. So I just I just wonder if there's something in the contract that prevents that from happening again. I don't know. Last story that I saw that I wanted to talk about, which was kind of a fun one. Dwight Howard has made a surprise ent- or he tried out for the WWE. Yeah, so there was an open tryout in Nashville today and he showed up and I guess he was there for hours doing like the the fake promos that they do and and he <laughs> legitimately wants to be in the WWE yeah. and I just think that's awesome. Uh the WWE had a lot of news this week. Vince McMahon has stepped down the you know, infamous Vince McMahon is mm-hmm. is no longer running day-to-day operations. It's being handed over to Triple H who uh he met with Dwight Howard today as part of the the tryout. So I think that's hilarious. I think Dwight Howard has enough craziness and enough draw still that he would be a, a good signing for the WWE. And if he legitimately took it serious, I I think the sky's the limit for him. Yeah, I'd watch it actually. I would. I'd be interested to see what he does. Um, I was. Have watching... you ever been to a professional wrestling uh, no, event? But I'd like to go. I would have. 
I would have guessed that you would have. Like before, <laughs> when I was thinking about things, like I bet Ronnie has gone to like a SummerSlam or, or something, a Raw. Uh, I have never either, but I, I would have bet money that you would have. So I would have lost My wife has gone. Has she? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> she went with her, her brothers and some friends. And yeah, that was back in the day when The Rock was yeah. in there and you know, all these big names. Yeah. Uh, I haven't watched wrestling since I was a teenager many, many, many years ago. Uh, but I, I'm I'm impressed that some of these names are still around. You know, Triple H is still in the WWE. He's like the 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 runner now, so nice. he's got quite the huge promotion. But I remember they're making a big deal when the Undertaker was going to retire, and I was like, the Undertaker still wrestles? That dude's got to <laughs> yeah. be super old. And you know, kudos to him for for staying healthy and, and yeah, continuing to exactly. wrestle and doing what he likes. That could be Dwight Howard. I mean, Dwight Howard's a big dude already. He's already an athlete. So yep. if he could just learn the the falls and everything, he could exactly. be, he could be a good one. One of my favorite things that Dwight said on his audition was he says, you think you're going to get this belt? You're go- The only thing you're going to get is D's nuts. And he chops some peanuts <laughs> on the ground. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God. I so carried a gr- stupid. <laughs> carried a bag of peanuts <laughs> just to do that. So it made the crowd all laugh. Oh, man. So I got a couple extra things. Vintage too. Dwight. Did you hear about the they're not doing any mandates for COVID anymore next year? They're not doing what for COVID? Mandates. They're not doing that anymore. Oh, really? Yeah. So the NBA won't have a vaccine mandate for the 22-23 season. So they're getting rid of that. They will, however, um, strongly suggest that personnel be fully vaccinated. They could potentially test unvaccinated players on occasion. So uh, we'll we'll see how that changes things next year. It's good to see that, though. I I don't like the the thought of knowing that a player could be out because of some, you know, test like that. So I'm kind of glad they got rid of that. Well, I I mean, I, I... I see both sides of it, right? So now you have a player that's kind of sick, but you don't test him, and he goes out and infects everybody on both teams. Right. That's not a good look for the NBA. Yeah. So, but at some point, you you knew it was going to happen sooner or later. Mm-hmm. Um, most of the country has let down completely, or or certainly greatly lax their COVID requirements. So it makes sense that the NBA would do it now. I wouldn't be shocked if you see the same thing out of the NFL. Yeah, um, and some of the other major sports, it probably makes more sense to do it during the off season. Obviously, this is the off season for the NBA, so that that's not super shocking. Hopefully, it doesn't come back to bite them. Uh, that would be that would be bad to have to cancel games or reschedule games. Right. Yeah. So we'll see how that works out this year. A uh, last thing I want to go over is the Detroit Pistons are bringing back their teal jerseys. Do you remember those ones with the like? Remember Grant Hill wearing that one with the had a little horse on it with flames coming out of the exhaust pipes and everything they're bringing that one I back vaguely it's from remember like that. 93 I s- to 95 i think yeah i saw that headline and i was thinking to myself i don't remember what those teal jerseys were i, I remember the sun's ones. teal jerseys and those were ugly as all the sun's had teal but ones? I, I, they did they had these ugly teal ones for a bit I don't remember uh, but that. i don't remember the sixers or not the sixers the pistons uh, teal jersey so i i like how they do that they, they, they make some changes to the jerseys and, and keeps it fresh mm-hmm. uh i i think that's fun i mean they're doing it so they could sell more jerseys because you know you're not really a fan unless you have all 12 of the <laughs> road alternate jerseys that your team has played in yeah, um, how much money is that yeah jerseys are are, are very expensive but that's, I mean, that's the motivation behind it. But it is cool to see some of the older jerseys make a comeback. Yep. And and helps you know make the game look retro. I don't think it'd be interesting if the short shorts made a comeback. You remember John Stockton <laughs> with he was he was the last the super holdout, short I think, ones <laughs> wearing the super short shirt, super short I mean, shorts. They're getting close. They're they're getting like halfway up the leg now, so they're they're coming back a little bit. 
Yeah. <laughs> I don't think they'll ever make the full comeback, but I don't know. Have the, you the Jackie Moon shorts? I've I've seen people walking around with those now like a lot. Like I I'm I'm going out all the time, you know, doing deliveries and stuff like that. I I see a bunch of people with, with super short shorts and I'll look and I'm like I don't realize it's a guy up until I like look at the rest. I'm like, oh, I thought that was a girl because the shorts were so, so short, <laughs> you know, that like shaved legs. And <laughs> yeah, I haven't seen that. I haven't seen that. It's really popular. Open. It's like the, the thing to wear now for, for the young kids. For the young kids or young at heart, start wearing your short shorts. Let's make it, let's make it have a comeback. Yep. It's on its way. So we've looked at a couple of redrafts. So we're going to jump forward uh, to 2005, or I guess not jumping forward. That's the next draft that we were going to do is the 2005 NBA draft. And we're going to pick our top five players who we would draft first of those. But I also wanted to take a look at what who was actually drafted in that draft. Uh, this draft is not nearly as star-studded as previous drafts that we looked at although there's at least one hall of famer on this list um i'm sure you you know who i'm talking about with yes. that but for the most part i don't know how you felt when you did this redraft it was kind of i, I imagine you were going to have a lot of differences on this because there's really no solid at least to me you know after after one and maybe two it kind of just a lot of guys that are all more or less similar in stats so i'd be interested to see what what your list looks like. Well, Did you have any troubles putting I'll, this together? I'll be honest. This is probably the worst draft I've ever seen. It's These players suck compared oh, to other drafts. <laughs> no. The, yes. I, well, we were spoiled, right? We looked at right. some really, really solid draft classes. And this is this has some guys that are, are you know, all-stars. Um, but Barely. overall, it's, you know, I would say for sure there's one Hall of Famer. I don't know if there's a second Hall of Famer on here. Um so yeah, I struggled with it a little bit and kind of went all over the place yeah. looking at some of these names. But uh, the first player taken was Andrew Bogot. He was taken um, first overall by Milwaukee, and he played in the league for 14 years. I kind of thought he was a bust, but he wasn't. He had a pretty solid career. Mm -hmm. But yeah, he was when you're the first overall pick, when you look at the previous year, Dwight Howard was taken, right? Dwight Howard had a great rookie year. Mm -hmm. uh, the year before that... LeBron James. So LeBron James, <laughs> Dwight Howard, and then Andrew Bogut. It's certainly a, a step down in yeah. Bogut. Bogut, yep. I was looking at the phonetic spelling and I misunderstood it. Thank you, Ronnie. Andrew Bogut. Um certainly a step down from those guys, but he, he had a solid career uh at number one. So nothing nothing really to say about that. Even the number two pick who Marvin Williams played in the league for fifteen years. Darren Williams was taken number three. Uh, he played in the league for 12 years. And then number four was Chris Paul, who is head and shoulders top of the class here. Uh, and then Raymond Felton, again, 14 years. So a lot of the guys at the top of the draft class had solid NBA careers, but not not like Hall of Fame careers. And there's a couple of all-stars here and there, but not not the, the rock stars that we saw in previous drafts. So Yeah, what, for sure. What was the biggest one of the names I saw in here? I'm like, why do I know that name? And why do I, why is that link purple? Is uh, Rashad McCants who dated <laughs> yep. one of the Kardashians or Jenners we talked about last. I don't even remember which one, but I thought that was pretty funny. I'm like, hey, I know that name. Yeah, yeah, we were <laughs> Four just years talking about the NBA, last but... podcast. I didn't I know he was the... drafted that high. Yeah, he was drafted first round, uh, number 14 overall. I would say the the lowest player taken that was kind of you know that had a successful career was lou williams he was taken 45th overall mm -hmm. he played in the league for 17 years he might actually still be playing in the league 
Uh, but yeah, this is just is kind of just a meh draft class overall. And <laughs> I don't know if you noticed this, but did you notice how many sons were on this in this draft class too? Like I remember one of our Former sons teams or. Uh, yeah, well, f- I know okay. three for sure. I don't, I don't know. Oh, you're probably talking about that one that's going to be number one on our list. Yeah, yeah. So, well, I mean, we, we, we. Uh, there's no suspense here, guys. If Chris <laughs> Paul's not number one on your list, Ronnie, I'm going to drive over and smack you. Yeah, <laughs> he's but not yes, even Chris on Paul's my list. A former son. Guy sucks. <laughs> Channing Fry. Channing Fry was a son, I believe. Yep, correct. He's he went to Arizona, uh, University of Arizona. Um. I, I saw the Suns drafted somebody and then immediately traded them. This is during the D'Antoni era, so he was he was great at drafting players and then immediately trading them. Okay. Do you do you remember? Um, I'm looking for his name. Maybe maybe I confused him. But yeah, you're right. Channing Fry was one. Uh, Danny Green, no Gerald Green, he was the one. What was the other one I was looking at? I might have mixed up with Lou Williams with a different person. Never mind. Was maybe Gerald it is only Green. Where's yeah. Gerald Green? I'm, he is I'm number eighteen. Through real quick. Um, boom, 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 boom. Oh, there we go. Gerald Do you remember him oh. when he played for the Suns? He was missing a finger. Not at all. Not even a little bit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he he was drafted first and um, well, first round, eighteenth overall, and yeah, he was round. missing a finger too. Um, funny story about that. So well, not really too funny, but when he was uh, playing I can't basketball, wait to crack up. <laughs> when he was playing basketball with uh, his brothers or you know someone, they had a, a makeshift rim. You know, they made it themselves. And um, he went to go dunk on it, and it just pinched his finger wrong, where it just kind of sliced it off, you know, it just messed it all oh, up. Geez. So they, they had to get rid of That's his hilarious. finger. That's <laughs> hilarious. It's just crazy that he heard <laughs> that it, you know, crazy, on, on yeah. his own rim. Wow. What a, that is but, an he, but he story. still I... made the first round, so that's good. Yeah, absolutely. So let's go through. Uh, the suspense for the first pick is non-existent. Chris Paul... Uh, head and shoulders the best in this draft class. Um, if you don't take him, if, if if in a redraft, he would absolutely go first. Just an amazing basketball player. He seems to be pretty much hated across the league, from what I can tell from various teams' Twitter's accounts. But he's a 12-time All Star, uh, 11-time All NBA. He was the Rookie of the Year, nine times All Defensive Player, um, six times leader in steals. Uh, just a fantastic basketball player from yeah. top to bottom. And he, he is the the first overall pick. Uh, his nicknames include CP3, the point God, and the skate instructor, which I've never heard the skate instructor before, but I imagine it's because he's he's breaking ankles. At least early in his career, he was yeah. probably a little bit quicker. But he has been around the NBA. You want to talk about a player that's been on a lot of teams that has collected a lot of jerseys. Uh, Chris Paul might have the most. <laughs> Unfortunately, but at least he ended up with the Suns, so that's good. He is on the Suns now, yeah. He was originally drafted by uh, New Orleans, and he stayed there for several years. There was that whole controversy where the Lakers tried to trade for him, but the NBA owned the the Hornets slash Pelicans. That's right. I forgot um, about that. And they they would not allow the trade to go through. Instead, he ends up on the Clippers, so different different LA team and there was a lot of controversy about that because um it's why did the NBA reject it and it seemed like that they were sort of punishing the Lakers or or they just didn't want the Lakers to be a super team and they had the ability to block it and they did and that was it was a weird time because they announced it like the trade was going to happen 
it was it was interesting. Yeah, it's not very often that they step up and block a trade, right? So that was very yeah. unusual news. Absolutely. So Chris Paul has been in the league for since 2005. This is his first season, and he has been a starter uh, every single season. So he's he's still one of the best. He's been an all-star for just about every season he's played in the league. First overall pick, if you were to redo this draft, absolutely. I don't think there's any questions about it. Yeah, and he was picked number four overall. Ahead of him was Bogut, Williams, uh, Marvin Williams, and Darren Williams. So it it's kind of interesting just to see now, you know, how how they, they totally passed on Chris Paul. They uh, Milwaukee should have picked him up. He could have been playing for Milwaukee. And yeah, just uh, kind of crazy to look at that now. Yeah, absolutely. Number two, who did you pick for number two, Ronnie? Darren Williams. Who's your number two? I also picked Darren Williams. Did you so really? This, Yeah, I did. I, I thought he had the, the second best pick of there. He was taken third overall. Nice. Um, just ahead of Chris Paul. But yeah, he has had a very solid career up until just uh, his last season in the league, which was 2016-2017. He was a starter his entire career. His rookie year, he was coming off the bench. But just a very solid player. Put up just a ton of numbers. And just, uh, he was a great pick. He's he he's not, you know, compared to Chris Paul, he's, he's not there. But he was a three-time All-Star, two-time All-NBA uh, he made the all rookie team his rookie year and he was just a fun player to watch. Yeah. 16.3 points per game, 8.1 assists per game. So yeah, he was an excellent player. I remember when the Suns were playing against him in the playoffs with the, when he was playing on Utah mostly. And, uh, yeah, he was a pest. I didn't like him at that time. You know, he was a rival, rival player, but he was an excellent player. And that's, if, if you don't like a, an opposing player, it's probably because he's good and that was him. Yeah. <laughs> you don't like, <laughs> you don't really don't like the players that are playing on the bench. You're like, oh, I hate that <laughs> right. guy. Yeah, he plays four minutes a game, but <laughs> yeah, no, he was. There's a, exceptions a... <laughs> to that, but yeah. yeah, he was a very strong opponent. So yeah, that, I'm surprised that we both picked him second. It's probably because of his stats, because there's not too many players on here that had that great of stats. Crazy but, stats. Yeah, yeah, he. I think he was second best overall with stats. So he has been retired for for a couple of years now. Uh, nickname is D Will. Not super original, but. Um, yeah, he's a solid player. I, I, I like Darren Williams and uh, number two overall in the redraft. All right. So uh, I'm, let's see how long we can keep this going. Is your number three Monte Ellis? <laughs> My number three is not Monte oh, okay. Ellis. I went with uh, David Lee, number three. David Lee. Huh? Okay, NBA so redraft. I'm going to pull up Monte so Ellis and you pull taken, up Lee. Yeah, David Lee was taken. He was the last pick in the third round taken by the New York Knicks. He was a two-time All-Star. He won a championship in 2015 with the Golden State Warriors. And um, let's see, he doesn't have a cool nickname. Sorry, guys. I'm, I'm a big fan of nicknames. But he, he was a solid player. He played the position of power forward and center. He's six foot nine, So he's kind of a small center like you saw with, with Draymond that's currently there. But he was a starter for many, many years in this league. And he was a productive power forward and center. He's scoring over Man, see, 15 I, points I didn't even a game. Pick him. He's he's not even on my list. Oh really? Well, you're a jerk. So, so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, we, we're totally different on that. So, so I I went with Monte Ellis because he was averaging 17.8 points per game, um, 4.6 assists. He was a shooting guard. Uh, he got drafted by the Golden State Warriors in 2005. And yeah, he's just a 
he's an overall great player. He played up until 2017 as last year with Indiana. Um, his nickname. And he was a starter for most of his career yeah. as well, right? His, so his, his last season, he he didn't start. I would say about half the time he was a starter, but mm-hmm. up until then, he he was a he was a starter for most of his career, which is great. Yeah, I his nickname was Mississippi Bullet or Robin. Not not great. <laughs> you don't like that. You one? can do better than that. Uh, <laughs> not crazy about it. Yeah, he played for a handful of teams. Um, I I like I like this pick, but I, I like David Lee a little bit more. Yeah. David Lee, uh, let's see. There's a stat called VORP, and we've talked about this before. And this is value over replacement player. So mm-hmm. it looks at the box score of points per 100 team possessions, and that player contributed versus a replacement player. It's just some math formula. And David Lee is, uh, let's see, number four in this VORP reading. And I just, I, I just thought he's a solid guy, solid pick. Not the points that you're going to get, but he, he has a lot of. Um, He's a better defender than than some of those other guys. Wait, was that Vorp for Ellis or Lee? That was for Lee. Why okay. I picked Lee over Ellis? Uh, certainly, gotcha. Ellis is on the list of people to consider. Yeah, uh, but but I went with David Lee. Yeah, and Ellis, he was actually picked in the second round, and that was fortieth overall. So yeah, I, I really jumped yeah, him up quite a he's bit. He's the best. He's the best late round pick for yeah. sure. All right. Well, number four. Number four, I went with a guy called Monte Ellis. The name <laughs> is the Mississippi Vault. Yeah, no, I, they're all going to be he, just the reasons that we've already talked about. Great player, uh, solid NBA career, 2006, 2007, most improved player. Uh, we've already kind of gone through some of his stats, but yeah, yeah. picked him number four overall so up from the second round. So I do have a different number four, of course. Not, you know, we all know that. Yeah. But, uh, so I went with Channing Fry. Is, that's probably a surprise to you. Yeah, this one I kind of just... Is. I personally just threw him in there because... I, You're I a homer for the Suns. <laughs> yeah, partly. I loved watching him. He was an amazing player for... He actually finally won a championship with LeBron James. You know, couldn't win with one with the Suns. He had his... He had that big enlarged heart problem with the Suns. That's why he had to quit playing with us for a year. And then he rested up. We finally got rid of him. He actually went to Orlando and then Toronto... Toronto. Oh wait, what's TOT? That's not Toronto. That's something no, that's, else. He played for multiple teams. So oh, okay. You're looking at 2017, 2018. He yep. played with Cleveland and the Lakers. That's a sum of his stats. Yeah, and eventually he landed with Cleveland and won himself a ring with them. Yeah, helping LeBron and being a perimeter shooter, shooting those three pointers. So good for him. I was actually really. Yeah, he was a good. F- yeah. Sorry. Oh, go ahead. No, it's fine. I was just really nice to see him. You know, win that ring after he did so well with the Suns, but. You know, we got crapped on, and then he had that heart problem. But yeah, he was a, an excellent perimeter shooter, so that was really cool. I was gonna say he was a perfect fit for the that Suns team that liked to to spread the floor out and having you know your center or your power forward or your big being able to shoot threes. Yeah, kick it uh, out. Was right? really yeah, that was that was sort of a perfect fit for those Suns. That's those Suns teams, those Suns teams that were terrible at rebounding because everybody was out on the perimeter. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, Channing Channing. Fry fit in. I said Channing Tatum. Jeez, watched uh, Twenty One Jump Street. Uh, Channing Fry was a great fit for those Suns teams. So yeah, yeah, I that's a good pick. But just yeah, didn't he did not make my list? So yeah, well, understandably because stats wise, he only had he averaged eight point seven points his whole career. Um, rebounds four point five, and then one assist. His uh, his um, what you might call it? <laughs> his nickname was Buffet of Goodness. I've never heard him call that ever. So I've never heard him call that. Now, this is going to be interesting. Buffet of goodness. Do you think it's related to his enlarged heart? 
Like he's so good. That's why you had His a big heart, heart. Is big. Yeah, he just went to the buffet of goodness and took in so much that it <laughs> enlarged his heart. <laughs> Yeah, he's maybe he was like the Grinch, you know, where he, his heart started exactly. small and then it became really big. So he went to Cleveland and won a ring because he was so good. Yep. We're stupid. We're dumb. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, by the way, so he was picked overall number eight from number Arizona. Eight overall. Yep. And he, you moved him up to number four. Yep. Okay. My number five pick. Is Lou Williams. Lou Williams, yeah. who was taken third overall. Um, that's not right. I'm looking at four. No, he was Lou 45th Williams, overall. Who was taken 45th overall, uh, moved all the way up. And, and Lou Williams is one that I think, I, I don't know if he's on your, is he your fifth guy as well? He was on my list, but I took him off. Well, no, I'm sorry. He was, okay. he moved down to eight on my list. Okay. Uh, I went with Lou Williams. If you look at his stat line, he is not a starter. There was very few starts. There was a couple years where maybe he started 50% of the games. But he was your guy coming off the bench. He's three-time Sixth Man of the Year award. Uh, he is the first guy off the bench. He's that depth player that you need. You know, Think of like Jordan Poole today or uh, Manu Ginobili you know, a decade or so ago where – you're going to put him in the game. His minutes, you know, he always averaged just over, just around 25 minutes per game. So he was in the game a lot. He played a lot of basketball, uh, but just did it coming off the bench. And that's how you win a championship team is having that depth. And he was, he was a great depth for, for a lot of teams uh, throughout his career. So he played in the league last year. He's still on a team. He nice. was with the uh, Atlanta Hawks. Um, so if you look at these guys, there's not a lot of guys that are still active. You know, Chris Paul obviously is still active. Yeah. Um, I thought and, Chris Paul was the only one. No, Chris Paul is not the only one. Nice. Uh, so you have Chris Paul and, and Lou Williams are the are the two. Uh, so those are the two guys. Yeah. But yeah, to to be around the league that long, you're you're a good guy, right? Because it's hard to be a jerk and stick around for <laughs> for as long as he has. And you're still productive, whether it be coaching up the younger players or or coming in off the bench and scoring points. And I I, I imagine he's done a little bit of both of that. So Lou Williams moves up to my number five. Uh, drafted 45th overall in the second round. All right. Well, my fifth. I, I like that pick. I mean, there's nothing wrong with your top five. Um, I actually went with Felton. I don't know if you're... And it was mainly because of just one year that he had when he was on the Denver Nuggets. Do you remember that year where they were just like... They were an unknown team. There was nothing expected of these guys. And then all of a sudden, Felton gets on this team and they make this huge run to the playoffs and... They just kept winning and winning, and, and I mean, they didn't make it all the way, but man, they just had such good run, and uh, yeah, I just kind of feel bad for Felton. He was only on the Nuggets for one year, it says too. I could have sworn he was with them for at Not least three even years. One year, he was he was only he was traded to the Nuggets. Oh yeah, it only he says twenty one games. He only on played here. them for twenty one games. Yeah, so maybe he was traded like during half the season. So maybe they they tra- that's unless I'm completely wrong. I just feel like this. This is a wrong Felton now. <laughs> is there... I might agree with you. He only averaged 11 and a half points that season, the 21 games he was with Denver. I mean, he played a lot of minutes with that, De- 31 minutes a game for those 21 mm-hmm. games. So he was certainly coming off the bench, but. Uh, Who am I thinking? Yeah, of? I, don't, I don't know, Ronnie. Those are, those are pretty pedestrian numbers. Right. Yeah. Maybe. Well, I mean, he was drafted pretty high. Wasn't he drafted like fourth or something? He was drafted fifth overall. Yeah, so I, I could have sworn it was this guy, but maybe it's not. Maybe I got to look at my notes a little bit more. 
I mean, he played 14 seasons in the NBA, so it wasn't like he was he was a you know a, a schmuck off the street. He was stuck around for a long time. Yeah, I'll I'll look that up. Well, his nickname was Feltz. <laughs> <laughs> kind Phelps. of a cool nickname. Yeah, who's a point guard, shooting yeah. guard, um, 11.2 points, 5.2 assists. That's really not that good for a point guard. But uh, yeah, he was in no, the league up until really. 2018 and 19. But that's the that's the pick I went with because I yeah. remember that one season and I got to look it up real quick. <laughs> My honorable mention is going to be Danny Granger. Uh, I loved watching Danny Granger play. He was, it was a solid player. He yeah. did not make the final cut. He he played for, I say, only 10 years, but he played in the league for 10 years, a uh, solid 10 years. His nickname was Batman in the Gift. He was um, all-star one time. He was a 2008-2009 most improved player. And you know for the most part, he stuck around uh, with Indianapolis. Uh, I'm sorry, Indiana Pacers uh, before finishing off his career as a little bit of a journeyman, but solid career. Solid player, and he he's my honorable mention. I don't know if I would have taken him sixth, but certainly a name I recognized when I was when I was scrolling through this list. Yeah. So my honorable mentions then is I have a few of them. So first, do you remember Nate Robinson? I do. Nate Robinson. He was I, drafted by the Suns before traded to uh, New York. I didn't know he was drafted by the Suns. Oh man, we could have had him on our team. That would have been so sweet. So I just remember him winning the dunk competition for multiple years. And I think the third yeah. year he finally got beat. But it was so fun just watching this little guy, the smallest guy in the league at the time, just doing his huge dunks, you know, and he he just could jump so high for his height. So those I would just love to have him on my team just for the entertainment value, you know. Just to wear a, a Robinson jersey. That would that would be pretty cool. Yeah. He's five foot nine, so yeah. definitely definitely shorter than the average NBA player. And it was fun watching him in Boston. You know, he was coming off the bench with Kendrick Perkins and it was just sort of just a weird a weird dynamic that those two guys had, but it was it was fun to watch them play. And uh, I do have some fond memories of, of Nate Robinson basketball. Yeah, for sure. Uh, my other honorable mention was Gerald Green, but we already talked about him. Um, Andrew Bogut, he's a big one. He he didn't make your list at all, did he? No. Interesting. I, I think he's he's had uh, maybe some of his expectations of the number one overall pick. He was okay. Uh, he had, he's had a solid career. I'm not going to discount that, but I just I, I don't. I, I think when you draft a player first overall, especially a seven footer. You have some pretty big expectations. Dwight Howard being drafted year before. I just feel like he was a little bit of a I wouldn't call him a bust, but a letdown from what we had seen from number one number one overalls yeah. previously. Well, for sure. But he, he ended up winning a championship, I believe, with Golden State Warriors eventually. Yeah, I think he, he became a journeyman as well. Yeah. I'm uh, trying to remember career, if he actually won or if, if that was the year that they did. made it, but yep. they didn't. Okay, so he did. Okay. NBA champ. Yep. Yeah, I remember seeing a, him in the finals. I mean, you know, looking at his his, stat, his his accolades now, you know, maybe he was, you know, um, block champ one year. He was all defensive player. He had a solid career in the NBA. There was a year when he was with Milwaukee where he averaged two and a half blocks a game, which is huge. Yeah. That's excellent. Yeah. A game? Uh, Andrew Bynum is on this list. I, I recognized his name as well. He was another sort of drafted by the Lakers and never really lived up to the expectations that I think they wanted from him. Uh, he was injured quite a bit as well, uh, but they, they gave up on him pretty quick. And he really, I guess not, he played longer than I thought. But he was drafted as an 18-year-old, and I think he was supposed to come in and, and be like the Shaq replacement, which 
really not fair to yeah. anybody to try to come in and do that. Uh, he finished his career with the Pacers, but it was it was sort of a lackluster career for all the expectations that he had. Retired at the age of 26 um, just because his stats were, were so poor. He never developed into what, what they – what they thought he was capable of. But anytime you're a big guy, you're a seven footer like he was and like Andrew Bogat was, you're going to get drafted high if you have some athleticism and you just hope that you can develop him into something big. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, she can't be a Shaq replacement. Nobody could ever replace Shaq. The only one Irreplaceable. Person, yep. The only person that got close was uh, Mao y- Yao Ming. <laughs> yeah. Well, Yao never went into a team that Shaq was on. Yeah, I mean, this well, guy was yeah. literally drafted to replace saying. Shaq, but yeah. yeah. So that's the 2005 NBA redraft. My list was Chris Paul, Darren Williams, David Lee, Monte Ellis, and Lou Williams. And Ronnie, you had Chris Paul, Darren Williams, Monte uh, Ellis. No, go over your yeah, You got right? it, yep. And then Channing Fry and Channing Raymond Fry. Felton. <laughs> okay. The Raymond Felton question mark, because you're not <laughs> sure if you're talking about the right guy anymore. <laughs> right, exactly. No, so I was looking it up. It says they did go to the playoffs that year. Um, they lost in the first round, one to four versus Oklahoma City Thunder. So yeah, I'm I'm thinking of the right team. It was it was him. Okay. I I don't know why I was second guessing myself. It just I don't know. But I remember his face. I, mean, I remember looking at his face. I remember him making it. And <laughs> they just had this team that wasn't expect. There wasn't anything expected of them at all. They just all sucked. But they. They got it together and they made it to the playoffs and it was such a big deal for them, even though they lost in the first round. That's going to do it for us this week. Thanks for joining us. And we hope to hear, see you each and every week here on JNR Basketball Podcast. Thanks, guys. Yep, thank you.